Len. You. I was going to ask you about Agile, but what have you been up to last week? Oh, let's not ask this anymore until I get over my... I am, actually am over my addiction. Finally beat Last of Us. And oh, you just didn't want to have a month of you saying that you've just <laughs> been playing PlayStation? Pretty much. <laughs> but Last of Us was amazing. I think I would watch... Like, like people have made uh, YouTube videos of just like the plot points and posted it as a movie. And it's it's kind of like a m- pretty decent movie you're actually playing and like controlling the characters in. And it was really addicting. And that's pretty much the only th- recreational thing I did last weekend. What's new with you, Justin? Nothing this weekend. I'm excited about in December, I'm taking the month off. Although as Pam pointed out, I'm only taking most of the month off and then I'm coming back to work at the worst possible time. Or the best possible time. Uh, I'm sorry that I'm a downer. The New Year's week. <laughs> Why is that the worst possible time? Because nobody's there. Just that you'll you'll be like ready to come back and then no one will be around and you'll be all lonely. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited to work on open source stuff and side projects and I'm going to try to do that publicly. So I have some cool ideas, I think. If you're interested, you should follow me on Twitter at Justin Campbell and I will post stuff when it happens. Pam, what's new with you? Uh, I'm working on a little project to where I'm bringing bringing back D3 into my skill set. Oh, I thought you meant we were like bringing it back like in general. To the mainstream? No, I think it's already in the mainstream. Mm. I just haven't done anything with it in like a year. And one of those things where I thought it was really hard a year ago and now I feel like super duper smart because I re-looked at it and I'm like, I totally get this. This is whatever. I actually need to write a blog post because I, I think D3 is baffling to many people and think it's really hard to get started. And now I completely disagree because my brain has gotten bigger. More likely, the documentation has gotten a lot better. Are you using it like for a project or are you just lear- learning it? <laughs> what a strong pro you have, Lynn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm using it for a project at work. Um, and then also I'm going to a hackathon this weekend up in New York where I'll probably end up needing to use D3. So I figured it'd be good to, to look at it so that I can get up and running really fast. That's awesome. I tried to use D3 once, and I didn't spend the time to actually learn it. So I got frustrated and just went back to SVG, which is probably a mistake in the long run. You mean you went back to writing artisanal like paths in SVG? Um, no, like shapes. Just circles and like, hey, put a rectangle here, starting at this coordinate and ending at this coordinate. Ah, uh, which doesn't really it's really hard to make it responsive that way. Yeah. <laughs> I used D3 for a little bit, and then I went to high charts. High charts is awesome. Really? D3 is awesome too, but the high charts already has the documentation and stuff. So, and like some built out tools. Trevon, what have you been up to last week? Oh man. I just realized how much video games I've been playing. <laughs> I've been playing Destiny a lot. And I'm a level 22, about to be a level 23. I think once I'm at level 30 for my character. 30? I'll be done here. Okay. That's the highest, right? Yeah. It's all, really of get... been lo- all of you have been at level 27 since I bought the PlayStation. You can't get to level 30 unless you do the raid, and you can only do the raid with six people you know or that you organize with online, mm. and you need to beat it multiple times to get level 30 here, and it takes a while. Oh, man. So I believe in you. I believe you can do it, but it might be uh, longer off than you think. 27 is a good goal. That's, that's attainable. You know, changing your goal from 30 to 27 is very agile of you. That's true. You'll never know less about Destiny than you know right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Len sent a link to me. The other day, that was uh, half arsed agile. Was it half arsed or half assed? Well, it was half arsed. Half arsed. They were family friendly. <laughs> Isn't that the sarcastic agile manifesto? Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. 
It's the, basically the actual manifesto with like a little caveat, a little qualifier posted underneath it, which is pretty close to what you end up hearing in a lot of uh, you know, bigger companies that implement quote unquote agile. The one was like uh, whatever over um, tools and processes, as long as those tools and processes are the ones that we tell you to use. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, responding to change over following a plan, provided a detailed plan is in place to respond to the change, and it is followed precisely. Yeah, that was funny. But on one hand, like, yeah, we can, like, make fun of big companies for, like, every every larger company I've been at that has tried to do agile, or I shouldn't say that, everything is slower and longer at a large company, I feel like. And I don't think that is necessarily agile, but at the same time, like, there are always external forces like, for instance, like a week release cycle might be really long for two or three developers working on a, you know, startup. But a week release cycle might be really fast for a large company. I don't think weekly release cycles sound that bad. I think it can go along nicely with a good uh, iteration. That's true. I'm not trying to, like, justify uh, the slowness of large companies to respond to change. I'm just saying that the teams that I've been on that have been practicing agile in the enterprise setting... I have still been much better than the teams that have not been in the same enterprise setting. I think to a certain extent, the big the slowness of big companies should be justified because they have more to lose, right? Yeah, they're less. Can we get a definition of agile? Uh, would it be the agile manifesto? I believe it would be. <laughs> Do we want to recite it? No, no, no like it will. let's recite it. There's four things. There's four sentences. That's it. That's all there is. <laughs> it's very, uh, it's very lean. It's uh, individuals' interactions over processes and tools, working software over comprehensive documentation, customer collaboration over contract negotiation, responding to change over following a plan. And then there's a little caveat. That is, while there's value in the items on the right, we value the items on the left more. I thought there were 12. What was I reading in there were 12? You're thinking of Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's 12 principles, apparently. Of value? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember reading the Wikipedia article. (laughs) So such things as continuous delivery, delivering working software, uh, welcoming change, building projects around motivated individuals, and having business and developers work together, being face-to-face, which is my one little uh, stick-up, and measuring progress over your working software, and uh, promoting quality, and self-organizing teams. How how old is this? Is it 2001, I think? I thought it was from the 90s. 90s? Yeah, like, so that one point, Len, that you brought up about being face-to-face, like, I wonder if that is not what they meant by that, but it was more about constant communication. And, and like, I wonder if like modern-day HipChat, Google Hangouts, remote pairing would would be okay in the in the eyes of the Agile Manifesto. Well, I think when they said face-to-face, they were talking about client, customer-client, right? Like the clients in your office. They also said that was optional. Well, having a business person is like uh, one of the tenants, basically having somebody uh, with a stake in the product co-locate with the team is like actually something like traditional agile people will uh, recommend. And yeah, they do generally, I think a lot of people do prefer co-location, which I can't argue is probably more ideal. But as we talked about in our uh, remote work episode, it's just, I value getting the right people and keeping them happier over being co-located. Yeah, there are only so many people in your geographic area, and only so many of them are good at programming. It's your job to make all of them good at programming. But then who would... Or not. Yeah, who would do everything else? (laughs) 
Or maybe not. <laughs> I also have a little cynical idea about what they're talking about, too. Just since, like, this was in, like, the Java days. I think I think the frameworks people were working with were a little clunkier. So I think it was just easier to just get people. Actually, I'm going to call that out. That was way worse sounding than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> So Java people was, don't count. That you think it's so easy to throw technicians at a problem? I, I do think that's part of it, yeah. I've heard Java described, I don't know if this is what you're getting at, but I've heard Java described at um, the best way for mediocre, large teams of mediocre developers to make stable software. Well, there's just a lot of plumbing code you have to write, like a lot, a lot of plumbing code with a lot of the old school ways we did things. Like, for example, yeah. in, in .NET on some projects around this time that I was on, um, you wanted to add like one field to something and you had to change the database then you'd have to change the like create stored procedure create change the read stored procedure change like the data access layer that like uses that thing it's and like it basically just bubbles up through it's just bad design bad design for the sake of performance that sounds like more a design issue not a language issue partially but that's i think the way a lot of enterprisey things build software in the early 2000s i feel like we keep talking about agile and going down different paths that are not completely related so i, I think the agile or the the goal of it was just to hey you should write good software get things out the door quickly and you know i think the idea was kind of exploited by some people to make money and then some of other people kind of misunderstood it and thought about these rules as definite things that we should follow. But I think it should be like whatever works for your team, right? Like you should constantly be exploring ideas and like reviewing it, seeing what works and what doesn't and stuff like that. Yeah, I, def- think about that. I definitely agree. Um, I think that like, yeah, whatever, whatever works for a team is probably the best thing to do. The one caveat or problem I have with that is that a lot of teams I've been on, Somebody higher up, whether it's like the development lead or the client or somebody says, we're going to keep doing X because X works for us. And maybe maybe the other people on the team don't agree. Maybe they've never tried anything different. Like you can't measure yourself to yourself and and gauge how you're doing. Yeah. When I also I was talking to people about process uh, earlier this week and I heard from some people that they noticed that the process that people tended to choose was the process that involved them having to interact with people the least, which is kind of the opposite of what Agile would purport. But then a lot of these people were, are using Agile methodologies, quote. Is that the entire team or certain people? Uh, entire teams. Hmm. So because the, the team wants to, they want to be, quote, Agile and ship software, but they don't want to have to rely on other teams because then that'll slow them down. And so they choose a process that is siloing. In essence, that's what you're asking for when you want to be completely independent. You're asking to be siloed. So I think that's a different problem, right? That's the organizational problem where like each team Agile is... Agile is an organizational problem, Jervon. <laughs> each team is under pressure and then one team doesn't want to help another team. But there's this is a horrible thing, right? More so that. than one team thinks that the other team is incapable of helping them mm. or that the other team will slow them down. Yes. So I don't know if that's a... I feel yeah. like Agile is a attempt to to write a manifesto about a culture and that because culture is hard to express and that it kind of fails because of that. The culture is made up of people and there's that fun little graph of, you know, number of people charted against conflict 
and you go from probability of conflict, and you go from zero to 100% after you add the second person. <laughs> what practices have you done that you think are alternatives that work? Um, I, I, I have like a set of things that like most teams I've been on do and that I like doing, like one-week sprints and retros. I'm not sh- I've never like sat down and thought about it as being agile or something else. But yeah, I, I still think like whatever works for individuals and teams is really important. But if you're not having conversations about how to improve, then it's kind of like a moot point. If I were ever in the position, or I should say if you were in the position of like managing a bunch of teams, technical teams, I've been at places where they try to like scale agile. So like they'll like have a team and, and try to do like something radically different and then test it out and measure it. And then they'll try to say, hey, every other team do this too. That never works. But if you're in a position to like manage a bunch of technical teams or just teams in general, I guess, I would just ordain that they meet once a week to talk about how they can do better and don't meet for more than like an hour. Like have a retro every week and then do whatever else you want to do. If you're having a retro every week and you're talking to your team members about like, how you can improve week to week, then you'll eventually just get better with each other and get better as a team. What are your thoughts on one week sprint? Is that your favorite length? I like it. Two feels long. Two two feels like you have the problem of um, things bunching up on one end or the other. One week seems to not have the problem as much. Right. I mean, the word sprint is in there, right? You can't you can't sprint a marathon. I know some people like agile people say two week sprints are like the only way to do it. But in my experience, I haven't liked that. Maybe that's also a thing of either larger companies or languages that are harder to develop in. I don't know. It seems like an outdated. uh... So I want to, because partially the agile episode is probably just me going to whine about things, (laughs) but I really, really hate the use of the word sprint to describe a length of time that's longer than 30 seconds. (laughs) It's just awful. Places with month, four-week-long sprints and even <laughs> two weeks long. It's just awful and terrible and awful. And like iteration. It is. A, it's awful, and it's it's that thing of I I think a lot of times in software development, part of the problem is we have this like we're we we you know we want to see ourselves as craftspeople, and there's some people who are on board with that. But no matter what we do, there will always be someone who says, I have a fantastic idea. I just need someone to build it for me. And there's this idea that people who build things are just technicians and, you know, and you have to, you have to manage them and give them time box things so that they don't just, you know, do God knows what, (laughs) because, you know, because they need to be controlled. And that's what a sprint is about. Is that well? We have to have commitments, and we have to manage this otherwise unruly team of software developers. And so I have an inherent problem with it. There are probably some people that are definitely like that, but I, I'm not saying like sprints are the way to go or the right idea. But no matter where you go, somebody is going to be looking for like some type of result or like a roadmap, right? I mean, and sure, and just just because of that, that yeah. That that's a tool that solves that particular problem for people. So I guess as evil as it is, or like as some people might use it as, I'm gonna con- these developers don't get stuff done. I'm gonna use it to control them. But I think the idea comes from like being able to deliver a roadmap. Or most of the time, it's wrong. Like things never get shipped at that date. But I think one of the benefits is just kind of making us conform to Parkinson's law. I agree with a lot of Pam's sentiment, but please tell me of Parkinson's law. Yes, I forgot. <laughs> There's so many named laws. So Parkinson's yeah. law is that work will generally expand to the time allotted for it. 
Yeah. So say you had relatives coming to visit in like three days, right? Like, oh my God, I have to so clean you have the house. three days to clean your apartment. Yeah. yeah. It's going to take you three days. If your yeah, relatives no were coming over in an hour, like you'd probably get it really it clean. It would be fine. It would be fine. <laughs> and I think that same thing applies to software. Like if there if there's just this feature that has to get done, doesn't matter when it gets done. It's just kind of on the board. Like you might do some gold plating. You might just, you know, not feel the pressure. You might implement it three or four different ways before you find the one that's just right. But if it has to be done next week, like it's going to conform to Parkinson's law and you're going to try to get it done next week. Yeah, and I guess like best case scenario, um, technically the problems that you're working on are interesting enough that it holds the attention of your developers, not just like during while they're working on it, but like they want to work on it, like they think about it. And also you haven't built up enough cruft that people dread, you know, working on the product. And and hopefully the product itself is also something that people feel invested in or are interested to see succeed. I guess if you have that like perfect storm, then then if you just have a backlog of things to do and you have people putting things in the backlog, like work will just naturally get done. And aside from that, yeah, I know that like Len, you like the idea of like uh, commitments and playing a game of trying to get things done each week. But I, I don't see that. I, I feel like that's a, a way to, to burn out myself. <laughs> I feel like if you have people that are, that want to work on the product, then stuff will get done at the, I'll say, yeah, the fastest pace that it can be done because if you went any faster, then it wouldn't be sustainable. So are you also saying that, like having a sprint is to make sure people get stuff done. Well, it's it's. I guess it's nice seeing like what you've gotten done. That's why you do stand-ups too. Like I'm gonna do this today. I did this yesterday. And communicate to your team. This is what I'm doing all day. We could probably do a whole episode on stand-ups. <laughs> I think some of my stand-ups would have been a whole episode long. <laughs> See, that's exactly the problem with stand-ups, and that's why we could have an episode on it. I feel like the project we've been on recently, we've been doing a good job of like about ten minutes. I shouldn't say that. We go around the room and talk and everybody says their piece and their piece is usually short, but there's a lot of people in the room. I think you just need to like try to vigilantly, yeah, vigilantly apply the the, uh, the three sentences rule of stand-ups. Like you should only mm. say three sentences. Like yesterday, I. Yesterday, I. Today, I. Blocked, not blocked. Yeah, totally. My favorite stand-up was one where someone used a timer <laughs> and you got a minute. And if you went over, the, the gong rang and it was just over. Sometimes so, I've used stand-up as... Maybe this is a symptom. As a morning time. meeting? <laughs> no, like, uh, <laughs> yes, breakfast time, definitely. Um, so if I do something weird in the code base, it'd be my time to announce it, and the three-sentence rule will, won't allow me to do that. So where do, when do you guys Why don't you curious? email people or do Why other you, kinds of asynchronous information? You're in a chat all day. Just put it in there. So that's, yeah. the, that's the other thing I was going to say. So it's was like, written down and not just said out loud. That's the other thing I was going to say was I... I did this yesterday, I'm going to do this today, and then I'm blocked or not blocked? Like, if you're blocked on something, shouldn't you tell people sooner than a <laughs> Before, day? Before, yeah, yeah, you, like, wait, <laughs> and you're like, well, it's 10 a.m., and I don't have, you know, I can't do this, so I might I'm as well stuck. take a nap until tomorrow. I'll talk about this tomorrow and see if they yeah. can help me. So if you got blocked at lunchtime, yes. But if you got blocked I at have used, I have probably. used block, not block to get people's attention who I don't interact with that often, who I know can help me. Blocked by other teams. Well, there's that too. That's different. That's not quite what I was mentioning. That I'm selling myself off from. (laughs) Yeah. I think it does feel a little redundant with some of our other tools. I mean, 10 years ago, we used to have much longer stories. Now you should be committing probably every day. And with tools like GitHub, like I see what's coming into the process. So I feel like I do have a better understanding about what everybody's working on. We need a new Agile manifesto for (laughs) generation. What generation are we on? Z? Zeta? 
you know, it's a catchy name. I there's probably a real answer to this, but I do wonder why they started naming generations so late in the alphabet. <laughs> Generation like, A. Like I feel, I feel like that was pretty negative of them <laughs> to think. <laughs> well, we've this only got end. like we've only got like three more to go, so f this noise. But hmm. I don't think the kids today. I don't know that they have a generation. I think they ran out of letters Generation since they started Z with is X. one name used for cohort of people born after the millennial generation. Okay, so they still have a letter. There's so no agreement really on dates, thing. but it's but in, fi- in five in five years 90s, they won't yeah. have a letter. Yeah, if we give it a, a time frame, then it's going to expire. A sprint, you mean? Womp, womp, I'm boxing. Womp. <laughs> uh, think we need to put this on the parking lot. Uh. Uh, <laughs> Singer and songwriter producer John Mayer attributes the term Generation Z to rap artist MC Lars. Today I oh, learned. Wait, 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 wait. What did you say, John Mayer? When did John Mayer become an expert in generational? <laughs> he must have used it in a lyric. What right? the hell is wrong? No. Or is this I, I gener? Oh no, I generation is what he was talking about. I I, I gen. I quit John Mayer. <laughs> I gave up John Mayer for Lent. In fairness, there's nothing in the Agile Manifesto about doing stand-ups. It just focuses on communication. Mm. Well, that's the thing. The Agile Manifesto is that's why nothing means anything and nothing has any purpose is because the Agile Manifesto is four sentences that can be interpreted umpteen different ways. What is stand-up? Scrum? Uh, derp. Derp. I think so. Daily scrum? (laughs) People call it a scrum in the morning because it doesn't make sense. Why? Because it's, you know, it's not in the middle of a rugby field? Is that why yeah, it doesn't make yes. sense? <laughs> yes. Um, I think we should pause. <laughs> or we should let Pam really vent. Really just, <laughs> just go. for 15 minutes of <laughs> ranting. What, what burned you so bad about, like, where, where were you? <sighs> you then? know what? I think, it's, I think it's the crushing irony of it all <laughs> that really gets me is that People who say they use Agile and say, oh, we are Agile, and then still fail to deliver on what they say they are. How so, so? So if, you're, if you say, oh, well, we're an Agile team, and then you come to stand up and you say, well, you know, product says that they're getting the designs from design, and then in three weeks we'll have a final design, and then we'll start development on it. How is that responsive to change? Makes so sense. Isn't there a difference between, like, a thing and the way people do the thing? Like, that's just a team you're on, and the team doesn't do it right? I think all teams don't do it right. Because it's, I'm because voting it, for there's not a right way. But that's the thing, is that it's that Agile itself is not a thing, that Kanban is a thing, Scrum is a thing. Uh, there's, a bunch of, there's a bunch of other ones, but those are probably the ones that I think of. And they're kind of, like, if Agile is the sorbet, and the other things are the flavors, mm. then... Capigiro. Yeah, and then we should go to Capigiro. That was the <laughs> thank you for, you know, getting what I was getting at, Justin. <laughs> Little baby's coffee toffee, best ice cream ever. <laughs> I don't think they have that in vegan. No, they I don't. I haven't seen that in vegan. The vegan ones are all the fruit ones? No, at Little Babies or at Capo? I've only been to Capigiro. At Capo, the, the sorbets are generally all fruit, although they did have a chocolate sorbet once. So I learned that, that Capigiro is just... Uh, Ice cream with less air in it. That that's what gelato that's is. Gelato. Gelato. Yeah. Sorry. Gelato. Did you all Just read the? As gelato is the category, and there are implementations of gelato. Cappuccino is the Kleenex of gelato in Philadelphia. Uh, Did you read the, hmm, yeah. the Dave Thomas yeah. article on Agile is dead, and it being about agility, not agile. I did not. You should share that link. 
I will. It's a really good article. I thought I, think, I did. I think Dave Thomas is one of the people who was on the original Agile Manifesto. He was, and then he says he regrets it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he basically, it was it's a it's really good article. There's so much evil in this world. He basically talks about, like, it should be about getting stuff done quickly, agility, not these rules that... Yeah, And that if we are, quote, agile, we have to do all these other things. And yeah, it seems like you spend so much more time managing your time instead of, I don't know, doing things. At the same time, I do I do know that it's, it's annoying to see the, there's a saying of, you know, our strategic plan is make shit. That's, um, that's like on one of those like startup posters. It's not a great thing to say, but it's also a great thing to say. But yeah, if you, if you spend so much of your time planning then you've given up a lot of the time actually doing something. I think there's a balance to it, and I think the balance is tipped in large, that is tipped in large organizations way too far toward planning. So wait, you're saying Agile is causing too much planning? Yeah. That's, so Agile needs to be more Agile. I mean, that's what pretty much everyone who hates Agile says. Yeah. Have you ever worked on a waterfall project? No one would ever call it that they have. Yeah, they are waterfall projects, and no one would ever <laughs> call them waterfall projects because they know that that's a bad word. Right. Well, that's one of the successes of Agile, right? Like, I feel like almost it's the adjective to... is so not the even required You, you do know that the person who coined the term waterfall was not coining it as a proposal. They were saying that this is exactly what not to do. Right. That's a fact that a lot of people like don't remember. That was that in my favorite uh, favorite coffee talk who, ever, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Can I read something to you? All. <laughs> you may. I wonder if you were going to have like a personal like poem reading to Len. Yeah, just read it to like, me. Len, I have something to share with you. This is not for Pam and Justin. Well, so I say <laughs> you guys a lot, and I'm trying to people. stop saying that. So I, I said, saying I'm going to say you, but then I was like, that's no, I have to say all. Anyway, I don't, I don't think it's what Len was saying. I say y'all. Maybe I should say y'all. But you're from Kentucky. I mean, so then it's allowed. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that it's the second person plural that's missing in English. Yes. Okay. It is. If you if you want to be more Pennsylvanian, you can say use. I say use unapologetically because isn't that an Italian thing, a New Jersey thing? It's many. It's Jersey too, but it's also Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh also says use. Okay. Yinzers. Yinzers. <laughs> Users. <laughs> but then you have the problem of yins guys. Yins? I don't. I've never actually heard someone use yins. Uh, I've seen it on signs. Oh wait, is that the Pittsburgh one? Am I, yeah, did I mix Pittsburgh it up? Pittsburgh is okay. Yins. Okay. Yeah, there's all these regions that get made fun of because they pluralize the word you, but like the because fact that, they have a second person plural form, which English is mixing. Right. So I think they're correct, and English is wrong. You needs to be pluralized. There needs to be a yeah. Because I listen, you people, yeah. can we back on track? Come on, use. That was just supposed to be a joke. I wasn't actually saying maybe back in track. All right. I'm going to read this. Uh, the headline is, let's develop with agility. The, the list is, you aren't an agile programmer. You're a programmer who programs with agility. You don't work on an agile team. Your team exhibits agility. You don't use agile tools. You use tools that enhance your agility. Actually, that's the list. Yeah. It's easy to tack the word agile onto just about anything. Agility is harder to misappropriate. Change my website to Agile, Justin. Until, yeah, until it is appropriated. Agility for the win. So I'm going to put put a link in the show notes to Real Software Engineering. It's this talk by Glenn Vanderberg, and he kind of goes through the history of, of software engineering, comparing it to real engineering. And my takeaway is that, like, uh, you know, we used to... When, when software engineering was first coined, we used to like realize it should be what we would call today agile, and then somewhat we lost the way. And it's a really good history of that. 
and it's also the only conference talk I've ever seen that got a standing ovation. It's probably uh, the only talk you've seen that got a standing ovation. Really? I think there's like one per conference that I go to. Hmm. You well, must get a better conferences. Too many <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. Len sits in the back and codes. Oh. But so what's so what's this talk that were you on video goofing off in the back or something? Was... No, no, no. I just, I'm just always coding during conference talks generally. <laughs> Oh, the Justin's coding during everything. Oh, man. Every. <laughs> everything. What are you talking about? You're going to meet up and you pull out your computer and you'll code. Or you'll be, you die in the board game and then you go get your computer. Yeah, we're playing board games and you're like, what's, what are the rules? And then you, you guys haven't figured out yet that my, my strategy is die fast so I can go do something else. <laughs> I did try. I'm just kidding. You know what kills me though is like when we're in a meeting and I bring my computer and then you're like put your computer away and then you pull your phone out and you're on Twitter. No, so yes, but I only say that for retros. <laughs> other me- other meetings I don't really care about. But if you're in a retro and you're on your phone or computer and other people are are voicing their um their feelings and it's their issues, rude. yeah, it's creepy. Yeah. I mean, we do love computers. That is kind of the thing. Yeah. Uh, and you know what came out of yesterday's coding during lunch? Should I test this.com? That was going to be my pick, man. Was it? <laughs> Is it just a website that says yes? Yes. <laughs> okay. And it has a test suite that greps the index.html for yes. Is it just a website that says yes.com? Yes. Is there a website that says yes.com? I just redirected to that, right? <laughs> you know what you should do? Oh, it's taking me so much time. You should make a, a Staples Easy button. No, I was suggesting that could be also a website that just says yes.com. You know, uh, the late great Jim Wyrick had has a website that was um, it was like virtual pairing partner or something. It's just a bunch of like yes no questions. It's like, did you write a test for this? And you hit no, and it says write a test. And it says, is it passing? No, make it pass. Did you refactor? No, refactor. All right, go back to step one. I'll find that link and put it in the show notes. So getting back to you know Pam saying that you know waterfall is obviously a bad word and like a lot of non agile practices are bad words. Like I think agile is like almost just taken for granted now that we should yes, do these things in the manifesto. Well, and I think that that's probably the deeper point that I'm trying to get at is that the oh. the word agile is used to refer to anything because if you tell people that you're doing agile, then they'll say, oh, well, good on, carry on. I've heard that word in, you know, HBS. That's that's what, you know, that's what a, that's my impression of a fat cat. Um, that since I've read that word somewhere and people have told me that's the that's what that the, the half-assed manifesto says well we heard you know we heard that there are new ways of developing software from highly paid consultant and reading reports so you know therefore it's the way to do things so no matter what you do you will call it agile because you're incentivized to do so because it's part of it is that ooh, I'm gonna say it's that thing that makes people leave you alone because you know Bob I've got three bosses, and that means that every time I do something wrong, I've got three people bringing, breathing down my neck. And you know, Bob, that's just going to make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Is this guy from Boston? Great quote. <laughs> it's from Office Space. I just verbatim, pretty much, pretty close. Quoted Office Space. Javon's not that's, good with movie quotes. No. Uh, you, need to, I, you need to watch Office Space like every six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a really bad memory with video stuff. Uh, I love Office Space. It's so good. All right. So. Because if you want 37 pieces of flair, just make 37 pieces of flair the requirement. (laughs) (laughs) 
but don't you don't you want to be show that you care about your job? I didn't know you love Office Space as much. A lot. I like Office Space a lot. Keep going. It also <laughs> helps me with with working for other people for money. <laughs> it's Office Space. No, I'm not addicted to crack. I I'm just an unemployed software engineer. <laughs> That's a dude that sells magazines, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, man. That just helps me sell more magazines. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and it's actually like a little, and, it, and I'm ready to rewatch it again because there were some layoffs in the Philly tech community. And so I'm like, all right, time to watch Office Space again. Can you talk about that? I didn't know about this. Uh, Monetate laid off and somebody else laid off too. Monetate laid off, but they also said they're hiring more engineers. Which yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have opinions. I don't know. If, well, whatever. Fuck it. Um, this is your platform, Pam. This Go is our platform. And no one's, I don't work for them. Who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, they're they're going to IPO. Like, that's what's going to happen. Mm. And so they have a new yes. CEO. And like the first thing you should do if you're like, it's it's really obvious, like you should cut the fat on the balance sheet. And the easiest, the highest cost in any business is labor. So get rid of some people, lower your headcount, lower your, you know, your, your estimated expenses and make a good balance sheet. And then you're going to IPO at a good rate. Like, duh. The, the, the on paper thing, you know, just in case I'm completely wrong and I really don't think I am, is, well, they're expanding their European business. And so they laid off people. Uh, so they can expand. That don't know European business. Yeah, they don't. They don't speak European. So you know, <laughs> and there's no such thing as transferable skills. But no, it's 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 totally like they're they're gonna IPO. Who um, else later? I read about it because I was I was catching up on technically. So uh, maybe I should read that. Yeah, I I just realized that I hadn't checked in on it in a long time, and so I I just went over and just read what was up. So that's technically Philly.com. Yeah, technically. It's because it's because it's a, a tech based thing, so it's a technical dot ly because Web two and everything. <laughs> this was a fun episode of me being ranty. I my favorite episode probably. <laughs> I did want you to propose like what you think works. Oh, uh, so, so if we are on my team, like if you were to join my team, what would you want us to do? So I think this. So this is always. It's also annoys me when fat caddians say this, but it is my preferred mode. Is when people say, "Well, how do I, you know, manage a great organization? I smile. I hire smart people and I leave them the hell alone. That is my preferred mode. I think teams should be small. I think that I shouldn't have to like my team that I interact cross functionally should not be more than. Ideally, six people, probably eight people. That includes QA product design. So very small teams so that we split up the work into smaller parts. Um, those teams can change a lot as needed. Like every few months, you could be on a different team working on a different thing because um, I also like change. And then the people above you leave you the hell alone. That's the most agile thing I've ever fucking heard. Yeah, it was fucking <laughs> But no one, you no need one to, Pam does it. You need <laughs> write a manifesto, Pam. No, you need to just yeah, transcript and it's make just, a blog I need post. To, I need to get me it. and 16 other old middle-aged white guys and we'll write a manifesto. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's actually, that's what I, I like that when I glanced that that Dave uh, Thomas link that Jermon shared of, that he says, well, me, me and 16 other old white guys <laughs> got together. <laughs> so I appreciate when you're self-aware like that, Dave Thomas. <laughs> Also that Dave, I think it is, you know, funny that we have a software Dave Thomas and, you know, Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I searched for Dave Thomas earlier and there was like four Wendy's. more popular Dave Thomases. <laughs> Probably there's a Dave Thomas actor. 
Oh, yeah, that would that is one of the things that if you have a name that's that's pretty common, that would be rough as an actor. As actors, and actors change their names for stage reasons. You would think you would do that. Maybe he's not a very good actor. I don't know. He's probably a good actor. That wasn't nice. I changed my name for food reasons. For food? <laughs> what? Whenever I order food, I say my name is Jay. Oh, yeah. I have a friend who did that. We went, we went to a food truck and once and he, uh, he said his name was 57. Because everyone always getting his name wrong. His name is Torn. Yeah, so you just like he was like, well, it doesn't matter. You're just gonna yell it, and so I want something that I can hear. So he chose fifty-seven. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm gonna try that today. <laughs> what should my number be? I don't know. Pick your one. favorite. One zero. Oh my God, Dave Thomas, the actor, was on Arrested Development. He was the British uh, uncle. There's a Justin Campbell. That's a paparazzi in New York. I think he's still more popular on the internet than I am. You, you start to say the word paparazzi, and I started to fill it in my head with like a pop rapper or something in my head. No, somebody takes pictures of celebrities and then sells them. Yeah, I know they're they're basically the worst. <laughs> they're kind of worst. Well, he would probably prefer to be called a photographer. Yeah, I don't think so. That's like working for BuzzFeed and calling yourself a writer. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so I I had a pick, and because it's it's one that we could always talk about if we do a, an agile follow up of that I do I did really like this ideas is about the 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 idea of agile fluency uh that and this was this was something at ETE um this year that uh, Diana Larson came and presented and talked about that there's you know that actually the agile fluency idea is that there there is this concept of agile and then there's kind of these different levels and it's actually it's it's still you know difficult because it's not like these different levels are you know you're better if you reach the different level because it is listed in like an, a star ranking that there's one star two star three star four star but and it so it looks like it's you know that you want to be a four star team but in her presentation what she was actually trying to communicate was that you choose what level you want to be at to the you know the the thing that doesn't mean anything of you know choose the thing that works for your team uh so that you can choose well in order for us to do the thing whatever is like whatever you decide first what you want to do and then you choose the things that are required to get you to what you want to do not the other way around not picking a process and then following the process and seeing what's possible with it rather having an idea of what your goal is and then doing what serves that goal which is the whole, you know, start at the end to get to the solution. But I like this agile fluency thing. And so I think if people actually want to, and I also like it, and, you know, if they want to improve what they see as kind of a broken agile process, that if you could get your people on board, that this could be a framework for you to say, hey, I think our agile process is completely worthless, then you can use agile fluency to kind of talk to them about it. So my picks are the uh, talk that I previously spoke about, uh, Real Software Engineering by Glenn Vanderberg, and also this talk by Mary Poppendijk uh, about Lean, which I didn't really talk about because I've never really been on a team that practiced what they thought was Lean, but there's just some interesting concepts of what wastes are in software development and how to prevent them. Uh, Justin, do you have a pick? Um, I'm going to pick a gem that I haven't used yet, but I probably should have used yesterday. It's called Configure S3 Website. And uh, whenever you set up a website in S3, it's a pain in the ass because you need to create a bucket, then you need to enable website mode, and then you need to create a IAM group, and then you need to create a user, and then you need to make a policy on the bucket, and you make a policy on the group. And uh, it's all a lot of confusing shit if you've never done it before. So I just copy and paste other ones I've done. And this looks like it will actually do everything for me. So I'm going to try it on my next S3 website. 
I think I might try to add, um, it doesn't look like it has IAM support yet, so maybe I'll add that as part of my open source stuff. Uh, Jervon, do you have a pick? Yes. Um, my song pick is a song called Congregation by the Foo Fighters. I've been listening to a lot of Foo Fighters lately. And I don't have a programming pick, but I have been playing a lot of this game called Coup. I knew it. I was like, you're just going to pick another PlayStation thing, aren't you? No, no, no. no. This is a board it's not game. PlayStation? No, okay, it's well, game. it's just what I know. Well, there's no board. <laughs> there's, it's a card, it's a card game. game. It's a strategy It's a game, game in your mind? <laughs> no. It's a fun game. You should come by the office, Pam, and we should, we should play. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I have. Cool. Cool. So reach out to us on Twitter at uh, at TuringCool. Uh, show notes are at Turing.cool slash 27. And I'll uh, talk to you guys next week. See ya. Later. Bye.